Yoga and Patanjali are two different words but their existence is so entwined together that one word cannot live up to its meaning without the other word. The word yoga from its etymological sense is derived from the Sanskrit word yuj which means to join, to yoke and to unite. So yoga in simple words can be explained as a process of uniting individual consciousness to the universal consciousness. But when we talk about yoga, we cannot talk about Patanjali. Everything that we know about yoga to date is all due to the works of Maharshi Patanjali. The mythological background related to Maharshi Patanjali is as such. Legend says that Maharshi Patanjali was an avatar of the infinite cosmic snake on whom Lord Vishnu rests called Adishesh. Once Lord Vishnu was seated on Adishesh, the Lord of Serpents, watching the enchanting dance of Lord Shiva. Being totally absorbed in the dance, the Lord's body began to vibrate to the rhythm, making him heavier. Adishesh was gasping for breath and on the verge of collapse just when the dance came to an end and Lord Vishnu's body became lighter again. Adishesh was amazed and asked his master for the cause of this stupendous changes. The Lord replied that the grandeur of the dance of Lord Shiva made him undergo such changes. Amazed, Adishesh expressed a desire to learn this dance to exalt his Lord. Adishesh that had a vision of a yogini named Gonika praying for a son to impart her knowledge. Gonika was about to offer water to the sun god when she found a tiny snake moving on her palms while meditating. The snake soon took the form of a human and Gonika named him Patanjali as her hands were in a cupped shape. Anjali and Adishesh had fallen from heaven. Hence, Maharshi Patanjali is also known as Gonika Putra. Wherever Mahadev is shown as Nataraj, Patanjali in the form of a humanoid snake is shown as his attendant along with Vyagrapat, a humanoid tiger. Patanjali is highly revered especially in Tamil culture where 18 yogis helped shape the culture and Patanjali was one of the sages. Let's discuss about the three major scriptures of Patanjali. The scriptures of Patanjali in itself is believed to have utmost importance due to its uniqueness. Patanjali wrote three scriptures which tackled three different spheres of life. Patanjali Tantra, Mahabhashyam and Yoga Sutras. Patanjali Tantra is one of the primary sources of Ayurveda and contains topics like health, medicine, treatment of ailments. This scripture tackles the physical health. The next scripture is the famous Mahabhashyam which is a detailed commentary on Sanskrit grammar of Panini's Ashtadhyayi. It tackles the social health. The third and the most renowned work of Patanjali which is the topic for today's discussion is the Yoga Sutras which tackles the spiritual health. Yoga Sutras are considered to be the foundation of yoga. It is said that Patanjali learned about the three scriptures from both Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva which eventually passed on to his student Adi Shankaracharya. Adi Shankaracharya then set up four pithas at Dwarka 
बद्रीनाथ श्रृंगेरी एंड पुरी वेर हिज लेगेसी इज स्टिल बींग कंटिन्यूड योगा इज अ प्रोसेस ऑफ यूनाइटिंग इंडिविजुअल एंड यूनिवर्सल कॉन्शियसनेस बट एट द सेम टाइम इट कैन बी डिफाइंड एज द प्रोसेस ऑफ रेस्ट्रेनिंग चित from the fluctuations just like in biology our brain is divided into specific sections similarly in yoga philosophy our mind is divided into four different levels of consciousness or state of mind namely manas ahankaram buddhi and chit manas it is the sensory perception of pleasure and pain when our actions and thoughts are influenced by the needs of pleasure and pain it is called manas ahankaram it is the egocentric action in decision making so now here ego doesn't mean the meaning which is normally used here ego refers to self centric actions in taking any decision buddhi it is referred to as the rational and discriminatory abilities in decision making chit it is the rock steady state of mind it also refers to the highest level of consciousness and positive energy maharshi patanjali codified the eternal concept of yog darshan in a nutshell through his yog sutras the sutras must have been composed and then transmitted by the oral tradition since at least 1500 to 1000 bc but the written form came into existence much later in around 500 to 300 ad the sutras were always kept short as they were intended to be learned memorized and chanted with reverence and understanding arrangement of sutras there are two nuances when we talk about the total number of sutras this depends on the two different versions that are available today that differ on the addition of one sutra that is actually an expansion of the idea presented in the previous sutra the sutras are divided into four padas or chapters namely samadhi pad it is an explanation of the different aspects of samadhi and gives a clue about the process of introspective contemplation sadhana pad it lays out the path of yog sadhana in the form of bahirang sadhana through the first five limbs of ashtang yog vibhuti pad it deals with ashtang yog and details the psychic accomplishments that may be attained through the practice of sanyam on various aspects of the universe kevalyapad it deals with the attainment of highest state of liberation which ensues when we finally go beyond affliction and action reaction entwinement to become one with the divine ashtanga yoga the entirety of the sutras was divided into eight interrelated components the meaning of ashtanga yoga is present in the name itself as asht means eight and ang means limb meaning eight limb of yogas and they are first yam it is the ethical behavior prescriptions towards others and considered to be the external discipline it has five aspects to it namely non violence truthfulness non stealing non wasting energy and not being greedy second niyam It is the rules of conduct towards the self and called the internal discipline. It also has five aspects to it namely bodily purification, contentment, spiritual observance, self-study and devotion. Third is asan. It is the practice of physical poses and includes postures which you can hold comfortably and concentrate for a long time. Fourth is pranayama. it refers to controlling the motion of exhalation or inhalation fifth is pratyahar 
it refers to withdrawing the senses from the abilities and from this stage onwards it gets metaphysical in nature dharan it refers to practicing sustained concentration by holding the mind to some particular object of our choice seventh is dhyan it refers to the unbroken flow of knowledge and eighth is samadhi it is referred to as the thoughtless state of mind known as chit so now since we have got an idea of maharishi patanjali and how much depth yoga contains then rather just asans we all can have a better understanding of how yoga can help us achieve a level of enlightenment if practiced diligently thank you